Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. It's the Planting Wildflowers podcast and I'm your host, Rebecca Leonardis. Ooh, I love these conversations I get to have. Sometimes I think my life is a bit of a dream, to be honest with you. Today I'm with my friend, Amy Renning, who I met through a mutual friend, a business group. Guys, I can't say enough about these groups that you can get involved in. If you are looking to find extraordinary people, specifically extraordinary women, get yourself into some kind of business coaching or business mentorship or some sort of program that draws in really exceptional women. This is where magic is unfolding constantly. You will find you'll find your people. You will find women speaking the same language as you. You will find women who are that can introduce you to creative concepts that you might not have ever considered before. So I cannot say enough about that. Amy is my guest today. And guys, she is, she is one in a million. First of all, she's an entrepreneur and has been for over 18 years. She is an internationally certified women's life coach. She's certified in human design and she's a feng shui practitioner. We're going to have some fun with feng shui today, let me tell you. And her love for personal development and helping other women has become her mission. She coaches women according to their unique design type. She shows them what's possible when they align with they, who they really are instead of chasing who they think they should be or who they need to be. She believes that finding out your human design, and I know a lot of you guys have heard of this before, so you're really going to indulge today. When you discover what that is and how it can impact you, you'll know how it can change your life. Her love of inner energetics, that would be human design, led her right into feng shui. And the understanding of feng shui is how she perceives the outer energetics. So think about your environment and how this can drastically affect your life. And this has become a huge passion of hers. Amy, I've learned so much from you already in the short time that we've been friends. I am so excited to welcome you to the show today. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks, Rebecca. It's so exciting to be here. And and I just wanted to say thank you for having me. I'm really happy to be here. Yeah, of course. It's my pleasure completely. Amy, why don't you, there's a lot to know about you. You have been really invested in supporting other women in discovering inner and outer energetics. You are an internationally certified women's life coach. You have so much to offer. Can you start with us by telling us how you began your career as a life coach? Like what led you to begin discovering in that way? Yeah, I I was doing um I, I was doing a business and one of the things that I did in my business was I would coach my team. And one of the things that I realized that I loved the most about that job or that business that I had was coaching my team and so you know, I came to a point in my life where I was making a decision like what do I want to do? What do I want to really focus on? And it was coaching. I loved it. I love helping people, especially women, see what they're capable of and just the power that they have that might be just buried just a little deeper. And they just need those layers brought back. And all of a sudden, they see themselves. And so, coaching, I've been doing it for many, many years, but just not certified. 
And so a few years ago, I decided to actually have get my certification to become official. And so I did that. I did my coaching certification. And then that led me into human design. And I fell in love with just learning everything about it. What I found out about myself was just incredible. This woman that told, was teaching me about human design knew exactly who I was, yet she never met me before. And it, I found it fascinating. So I studied it for a year and then I began coaching. So now what I do is I coach my clients according to their human design. And it's such a beautiful match. Like it's just, it's such a natural feeling for me and for them. And then I started with Feng Shui. I, I started to realize that my outer energy really, really affects me. I am very much a product of my environment. And I guess when I found out my human design, it really kind of brought in, it just made me more aware of how much that really was, how big of an impact my outer environment really was for me. And I've always loved Feng Shui. I've always loved moving my things around and feeling the different energy. You no, know, we're girls. We we <laughs> would change our bedrooms. You know, I was 10 and I was, I remember I was six, eight, 10, and I would be changing my bedroom around. And then the next another month later, I would change my room around again. Like we I I've done that for so long. I just never knew that that energy that I felt after I moved my things and how good it felt that it was feng shui. I never knew that until I kind of picked up a book and I'm like, oh, no wonder why things felt so good when I moved them or when I cleaned my room or decluttered my space, why I felt so darn good. It was feng shui all along. So you're, you have really followed this path. Like everything has sort of dovetailed into the next thing for you. I love that. And I I wonder, can you Briefly, I know it's a very detailed um, modality, but can you share for people who don't really know what human design is? Do you can you define that for us a little bit? Yeah, human design is really there. It's the study of your. It's it's made from your birth date and your birth location, your birth place, um, and your birth time. So it's very specific, and it's kind of puts together. Um, Western astrology, it puts together all the astrological systems together in one. So you've got all these places you're looking, oh, I'm going to look up my horoscope. I'm going to look up this. I'm going to look up. It's all in one with human design. It's all there. And it's made up from your birth date and your birth place and your birth time. And it gives you this kind of map, this map of who you are. And when you see this map, it's kind of confusing to look at. But when you have somebody read that map for you and that somebody that's qualified to um, explain that map to you, it is, it's like a, it's like a, a guide to your life. Seriously, it is when I found out mine, this, this practitioner that was on the other end, she was telling me things about myself that I was just sitting there going, oh my gosh, how do you know this about me? This is me. Yes. Oh my God. I do that. Yes. That's me. And I, like I said, I've never met, I had never met this person before, but yet she knew this from my human design. So what the power that that gives you is it allows you to really see the things that I was fighting in my life were necessarily not things that I needed to fight. They were actually me. They were actually 
things that I could embrace and use to help move my life forward, Mm. you know, and that was the biggest thing when I found out about human design is it helps people realize who they are and it gives them that permission. It's like a permission slip that this is you. So now instead of fighting it, instead of trying to change it, now this is your permission slip to be who you are because this is who you are on this slip. And it was just, it was like, I can't even tell you, it changed my life. It really honestly changed my life. I was fighting so many things about what to do with one business. And I was kind of in a transition mode and it, it made me realize why I was feeling the way I was feeling. And I was on the right path, but I was fighting that path. I was pushing it away because I thought I needed to be like everybody else. And I thought I needed to be a certain way, but I was going towards my path. I was, I was living, trying to live my human design, but I was fighting it, but I needed to be this, or I should be that, or I should do this. And I was like, no, I'm just, I'm just going to do me. And it was, oh, I can't even tell you. It was, it was life-changing for me. You're winning me over right away. You know, I've had <laughs> mine done. I need to circle back and take a look at my results where it's been so long. I, I kind of forget. And now I feel like I need to know. <laughs> yeah. I, like I said, it is very, it's life transforming and it's a beautiful thing when you find out and you understand it. Finding out is one thing, but really understanding all your energy centers and, and all, you know, your personality profile, all of it. It's just incredible. I love it. We spend a lot of time resisting the things that are naturally our strengths. And like you said, it was, it's like a permission slip to, to just to go for it, to not consistently be trying to conform to what everyone else is doing, because that's, that's just not in your, it's just not in the plan for you. Right. And then you begin to discover all of the beauty that lies in front of you specifically based on the person you are. I love that, Amy. I love it. And I love the fact that you enjoyed it so well that you now integrate that into your coaching practice, because I feel like human design is one of those things where like, if, if, if a woman doesn't know about it, she won't ask about it. So it's one of those, you don't know what you don't know concepts until your mind is completely blown like yours was introduction, right? It's like, blow your hair right back. That's exactly it. And I remember I was gifted this human design reading by my life coach. And, and I, I remember resisting it. I said, I canceled my appointment and I booked it way far out from when I was supposed to start because I thought I don't need to learn how to design my life. I know how to design my life. I thought I didn't know what I didn't know. And, and I sat there in the beginning and I was kind of, you know, I sat with my arms crossed. I'm like, "Mm -hmm, just tell me how to design my life. And then she got into it and I was just, my mouth, I could lift my mouth off the floor. Like I was just like, wow, wow. I had goosebumps. I still do. Like everything she told me was absolutely amazing. So it is, it's incredible. It's incredible. And especially if you are working with a coach, if you are coached according to your design, that is transformational because you're now working with the flow of who you really are rather than against it. Oh, what a piece of wisdom. Mm -hmm. What a piece of wisdom. Okay. I love that powerful share. And then for that aspect of your knowing your wisdom, your experience for that to lead you into feng shui, let's, let's dive into this. I think I admitted to you earlier before we hit record that feng shui is always something I've, I've known about, 
It was a modality I never, ever practiced and didn't spend any time looking into why. And then you were so gracious to present our entire business group with a class on Feng Shui. And it was like, I had my blow your hair back moment where I discovered that what you were saying had relevance in every aspect of my life. And we've all felt our environment before. That is to say, we've, we've walked into a room and we felt the energetics we've, you know, I think you can think of a handful of examples right off the top of your head where you, if you're aware, if you're a mindful person, you feel the room Mm -hmm. and Feng Shui takes us to a whole new level with respect. So why don't, why don't we just like turn this this show right over to you, Amy, because there's a ton of learning here. And I don't think there's anyone listening in this moment that will not benefit from what you're about to know. Once you know, you guys know how I feel about this. Once you learn something, you can never unlearn it. It's always part of you. So get ready for a beautiful treat. Amy, go for it. Let's talk about how we can create some peace in our lives through Feng Shui. I love it. Thanks, Rebecca. Um, Feng Shui, and you're you're right, because Feng Shui is something that kind of people are a little resistant on. They're like, "Mm, I don't know about this stuff. But then when they make these slight changes in their environment, they see the results. And it's just, wow. And that's exactly what happened to you. So Mm -hmm. I want to start today. I'm going to talk to you about clutter. And clutter is very much associated with feng shui because you cannot feng shui, you cannot change the energy of your home when you have clutter in your environment. And we're going to dig in a little bit today. I'm going to leave you with some tangible tips and some tangible to do so that you can start, you know, implementing this right away in your life. And it doesn't have to be this big thing. People think, oh, declutter, I'm going to be here for weeks. And no, <laughs> this is, we're going to start simple. We're going to keep it simple. It's going to be easy. That I'm all about that simplicity and ease. So we're going to talk about clutter, but we're going to start at the beginning. Okay. Because we cannot talk about clutter without starting with Feng Shui, explaining what Feng Shui actually is and how they work together. So Feng Shui evolved from the basic realization that we are affected by our surroundings, right? You spoke about that earlier. We are affected by the energy of our environment. And it's really simply defined. It is the study. Feng Shui is a study of how to arrange your environment to enhance the quality of your life. So your outer world affects your inner world and your vice versa. Your inner world affects your outer world. And Feng Shui is a system for creating balance and harmony in our lives through the cultivation of qi, which means energy flow. So through the cultivation of qi around your home, it is purposefully and intentionally moving your things around to create positive results in your life. So when I say moving your things around, it could be just the simple thing of moving something. It could be removing something or it could be adding something. Okay. okay, so it's it's that kind of um, playground in there. It allows us to move with the tides rather than against it. We all would want, I mean, if we're starting, let's use the example of starting a new business. If we're starting a new business, we would want everything in our power to support us, right? And we, a lot of us don't know that our home, our environment can support us in big ways when it comes to your business or your love life or your financial um, life you know, wealth, prosperity, your relationship with your kids, all of that plays into Feng Shui. 
So Feng Shui teaches us how to transform and harmonize our environments to achieve more of what we want in our life by harnessing the beneficial energy energies that are available to all of us. They're there, but some people know about it and some people don't. And at the same time, it's about reducing what we don't want by limiting the harmful or the stagnant energies that might be lingering in our stuff and mostly in our clutter. So think about it for a second. You talked about this too, Rebecca. How do you feel when you walk into a space and you feel like you can cut the energy with a knife only to find out that someone a few minutes earlier had an argument in that room, right? Mm -hmm. We all felt just like, what is going on in this room, right? And then, you know, you feel it also when someone receives some great news and the vibe is so high in that space. You can feel it when you walk in, you're like, wow, what's going on in here, right? No totally. words said, it is the energy in the space. So the goal of Feng Shui is to bring you and your home or your environment into that harmony so that you're not surviving, but you are actually thriving. And let's chat about a big topic in Feng Shui, clutter. Because you cannot create a supportive environment. You cannot create good Feng Shui or positive changes in your life with clutter in it. If you have clutter, the energy cannot move around. It just has no place to go. It is stuck energy. And the longer you have it around, the more stagnant and harmful that energy becomes. Um, clutter is, honestly, it is detrimental to our physical, emotional, and spiritual health. And, you know, I ask the question, are you feeling stuck in your life? I ask a lot of my clients, are you not seeing the results in you want that you want in any area of your life, whether it be health, love, money? relationships with your kids, a new business? Um, are you having relationship problems, health issues? You're not able to move forward in your life or your business. Then clutter might be the culprit. And where that clutter is in your home plays a really big part to what you're getting in your life or rather what you're not getting in your life. Oh, that's interesting. This is, this is kind of, it's so mind-blowing already I when you said that if you don't get rid of the clutter it just like it doesn't go away it's not like it fizzles out and the truth of the matter is we've all got clutter somewhere and you know the minute I say that everyone knows exactly like that spot in the house just popped into their mind whether it's their kid's closet or the drawer in the kitchen or the thing that drives you absolutely crazy the clutter is having an impact on you it's part of you Mm-hmm. Oh, right away. I want to go dump out a dr- the drawer I'm thinking of. I want to go dump it. <laughs> and that's what everybody says. They're, they're ready to start. They're ready to go. Where can I start? And the thing <laughs> is, is that at that energy, what happens when you have the clutter is the energy takes on the energy of the room. We are all energy. Okay. So let's say you're talking about clutter in your closet, in your bedroom closet. Okay. So you and your spouse have an argument in the bedroom. That clutter, everything is energy. Everything is absorbing. Everything is real. That clutter is absorbing that energy. And then another fight absorbing and another one absorbing and everything is absorbing. And that's where I, what I meant by it, 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 the more you have it, the more harmful it is because it absorbs all those energies from everything that happened days or weeks, or if you've had clutter there for years, then years. Wow. Clutter has a huge impact on every single thing in your life. It's incredible. So the next question most people ask me, well, what is clutter? Well, we kind of know what clutter is, you know, in the basic term. 
But I just want to dig a little bit deeper, okay? Because I want to open your minds to different types of clutter. Clutter is anything that you don't do not love that doesn't make you feel good. It's anything that you don't use that is broken or that has become lifeless in your environment. So yes, that chair that nobody sits on in the living room, but looks really pretty, that's a piece of clutter. If nobody sits on it, if nobody does anything with it, it is a piece of clutter. Or some people have dining rooms, right? And they don't use their dining room only for fancy company. Only when fancy company comes over, then we use the dining room, Christmas dinner only. That room is clutter. Yeah. It's not being used. It's lifeless in that environment. Clutter is also anything that is expired, including food. Okay. And we're talking about even in your fridge, what's expired in your fridge and your cupboards. Then we look under our bathroom sinks, all the makeup, all the the skincare that we have. And under the kitchen sink where we have five bottles of Windex or whatever it might be that, you know, seriously, it's anything that has expired. Windex probably doesn't ever expire, but you know, when you have so many things of one thing, that is clutter again. Um, Clutter is also paper junk mail. Okay. And anything digital. So if you have 500 emails in your email box, that is clutter because every time you open it, you're like, Oh God, right. You're not saying, Oh yeah, I'm excited to see this. So it has a negative feeling. It doesn't make you feel good. So it is considered clutter. It is anything that is broken or unusable. Okay. So anything that, you know, might have a crack in it or something that you you haven't fixed yet. It is toxic relationships. That is clutter in your life. Mm. It is anything that makes you feel bad or has a negative energy attached to it. And it is also junk food in your cupboard that does not make you feel good. So it is considered clutter and clutter attracts low energy to a space. And it actually blocks energy from moving around because it's taking up space. It's not allowing flow. It's unhealthy. It's toxic. And it will most definitely manifest into other areas of your life. For example, I'm going to ask a question. Do you have a lot of clutter on the floor? Okay. Some people have a lot of piles of books or plastic bags with things. They just haven't gotten put away, maybe boxes. Then I'll ask the question, are you feeling weighed down in any area of your life? Okay. Because that clutter on the floor is literally weighing you down. It's pulling you down with it. Interesting. Mm -hmm. It's really cool because um, I love this about Feng Shui. And when I was getting my certification, this was one of the things that I was just so, it, it, it really gave me tingles every time I heard it. Feng Shui is like a metaphor for your life. Your home is a metaphor for your life. If you have a broken lamp in your bedroom, in the love and relationship area, then I would ask you the question, is your relationship broken in some way? And I bet you the answer is probably actually it is. We don't communicate properly or something. So that physical piece in your home is a metaphor for your life. Wow. And how often do we just ignore those little things and let them build up and continue to consume the energy around us? Yeah. This is, it's fascinating. You make me think my grandmother, she's, she's passed now, but she was what I would describe to be an, like an actual hoarder. Mm-hmm. you know, bags of things and um, knitting needles and yarn and um, 
like skincare products galore. Like she had more than the Estee Lauder counter had. (laughs) And it, I, I think about that and I think I would have loved to have asked her some of these questions because they do equate that low vibe energy that you described matches the way she behaved, particularly later in life, where it was like this continuous, like pulling down and dragging down very low vibe. And then it perpetuates. Yeah. So this is all, this is all very interesting. Okay. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. You just really made me think of a real life example. That's what I love about this is that it's, it's more relatable when we do have this real life conversation, right. About real things and people are like, Oh yeah. Okay. Now I get it. Yeah. And it's uh, the question I would really love to ask is that what are you saying when you walk in your house? Like notice, take notice to what you're saying. Are you saying, Oh, it's so dark in here or, Oh, I feel, I, I just, you know, I hate being in here or, is it something like, um, you know, I feel so heavy in here. Like the energy is heavy. Then look around at your clutter is, do you have a lot of dark areas in your home? If you're feeling this darkness in your home, then are you feeling dark somewhere in your life? Are you feeling like you don't see the light? Are you not seeing the light? Right. That's that metaphor again. There's too much darkness there. So you know, we're going to introduce some light into your life when we do some feng shuiing of your home, introduce some light to, to, to lighten up your life, right? That's that metaphor then. If you're feeling, you know, I ask, you know, if something's broken, you have something broken in your, um, you know, in your wealth and prosperity area of your home or your room, then I would ask the question, well, are you broke? Because if something is broke in that place, you're probably broke. So that's that metaphor again, that is just like, what are, notice what you're saying in your space and then look around for the clues because your clutter is speaking to you already. You just don't know it. Mm, This is good. Have you found that there's, um, especially as we, I know we're, we're sort of, we're coming out of these past two years of being in our own personal space quite so much, but did you, do you find that people are more open to these concepts now, because they've spent so much time in these isolated areas, like they're very aware of their own surroundings. Absolutely. Absolutely. I do. I've noticed people are, because they're working from home more, they're spending more time there and they are realizing that their environment plays a big impact on their energy. So absolutely I have. And now that we're kind of coming out of it, people are like, they want to make these changes in their life, right? They want to, uh, I just want some brightness and freedom and right. They want to kind of unload and pop out of the box and get life going kind of thing. And their environment, you know, will either help that or it will hinder that. So it's, it's really amazing how they work together. Um, and in Feng Shui, really every area of your home represents, um, so an area of your home is actually considered a gua and there is a, an area of a home is part of what is happening in your life. So, um, restricted energy flow in a certain area of your home directly translate to an translates to an area in your life from that part of the home. Okay. So if you, like I said, if you're having problems in your love and relationship area, then you're having problems in your love and relationship, right? If you're having some problems in, or you're, you've got a lot of clutter going on in your health area of your home, then look at your health. What's going on in your health? Are you sick? Are you constantly at the doctors? Like what's happening? Cause there is that direct reflection. So it's kind of neat how this map can kind of 
yeah, you can tell what area of your home is in what area, what spot, what gua, and then go from there. So that's a little bit digging a lot more into the feng shui piece of it. Um, so yeah, I, I just want to ask you here this question of like, what is clutter costing you? Okay, so clutter is stress. 100% it is stress. Nobody's going to say, I love my boxes surrounding me. I love the dirt. I love the cobwebs. If they say it, they're not meaning it, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're, it is stress, okay? It, it acts as an emotional. It, it, um, the energy of it is stress. The energy of clutter is stress. And let's talk for a second about stress in relation to clutter. So clutter is stress and stress is contagious. It not only affects you, it affects everybody in your home and everybody coming into your home, whether for an hour for dinner or a sleepover. Um, It increases your cortisol. It shrinks our brain. Okay, we're talking about stress here. It leads to depression and fatigue. Stress contributes to poor sleep, poor eating, and general overall poor health. We know that. And stress affects women significantly more than men. And it decreases our ability to cope. We know that, right? We kind of shut down. Um, It also, we are less productive when we have clutter and stress around us and it raises our anxiety levels. So those are just a few pieces of what stress is. Like I did some research here and there are pages and pages and pages of what, how stress affects our life. And remember, clutter is stress, plain and simple. So that clutter that you have in your home, whether it be just in a small drawer that you're like, you constantly are, oh, I got to empty that drawer. I got to empty that drawer. I can't find my pen that I'm looking for in this drawer because there's everything is everywhere, whether it's something small like that or a lot of clutter around on the floor, on your counters, everything. So let me be that nudge for you today, today with you, Rebecca, to take the time to listen to the conversation around you the clutter around you that is speaking to you in the form of your life. Okay. This is that metaphor. Like in the examples I had mentioned earlier, the conversation between your home, your clutter and you, because it is speaking to you, but now you're going to be aware of it. And I'm going to ask the question, what is your clutter telling you? When you clear your clutter, you allow your room and your surroundings to receive. And I mean, who doesn't want more receiving in their life? And I am talking, when you start to remove clutter, I am talking about abundantly receiving. The impact is massive. What if you finally got rid of that chair we talked about earlier in the living room that nobody likes, that maybe you got gifted down from three generations that nobody sits on. We think we need to get rid of it. And we think we need to fill the space again with something else. So don't worry about filling the space right away. Empty space in Feng Shui is a love note to the universe, a signal that you have room for receiving some more magic. I love that. And and I'm not talking, I just want to make myself clear. I'm not talking about minimalism. That's not what I'm talking about, where you have, you know, the monochromatic home decor. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about things. We talked about what clutter was, that broken things, things you don't use, things you don't love. When you remove those and don't necessarily fill that spot again, that's what I'm saying is you are creating that love note to that universe saying, I am signaling you to bring, I have room for more. I have room for more magic and more goodness to come in. You're creating that space, that energy flow. What a great way to look at it. Oh, I love that, Amy. Um, 
how about clearing off an entire shelf? So we always, we clear a, sh a shelf and then we think we need to put things back on it. Okay. So, but what about have keeping it empty? What about an empty shelf? Okay. Maybe one thing on it, one plant, our eyes crave a space to rest in our home and our home loves that room to breathe. So think of open space as good receiving energy. Again, it's the same thing with the chair. Okay, when you take something out, don't feel the need to fill that space again. When you're clearing your clutter, don't feel the need because most of us do. I've been guilty of that. I clear it. I'm like, okay, now what can I put there to fill that space? Because you're used to seeing stuff there. Leave it empty and watch what happens in your life. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting. That's going to take some practice for some people for sure. But I love the invitation to get uncomfortable with that. Absolutely. And, you know, is it time, ask yourself the question, is it time to donate the boxes um, of, that are still, open up those boxes and you've got stuff in there that, that from your last move that you still have in the basement, right? And they're piling up and piling. You haven't used them. You don't touch them. It's, it's clutter. You know, open those boxes and ask yourself, would I buy this thing again? Okay. Mm -hmm. Does it, what does this do for my energy? And then trust the answers that are coming to you and lighten the load that you have literally weighing on your shoulders and literally in your space. Clutter is that energetic vampire. And when we live with the things that we don't love, that we never use, that we have outgrown or that are broken, we cannot change. We simply cannot grow and we cannot live well surrounded by that clutter. And your house, your home is a living partner and it holds an enormous ability to harness positive energy on your behalf. Okay. It is like that silent partner almost, right? Uh, and I'm talking big transformations. Your environment plays a big part of the energy of big transformations that you might just be looking for in your business, in your financial life, in your health, in your uh, wealth and abundance, everything. You know, in your children's lives too, this affects them also. So just on a side note here, um, I want to talk about clutter for a second, about what it means to different people. So clutter for one person may not be clutter for the next person, but the great thing is that you get to decide what cl clutter is or isn't for you and your space. Okay. It's always your choice. Okay. Your neighbor might say, oh, I wouldn't keep that, but you're, you love it. Then keep it right? So it's your choice. You get to decide. Once you understand how congestive clutter is, then you can connect the, connect the dots to how it's affecting your life. And that clarity gives you that permission to decide what stays and what goes. And you get better at it, right? In the beginning, you want to keep everything. Okay. I promise you, promise, promise, promise is going to happen. Um, you go and you clear your clutter and you're like, oh, I'm just going to keep this because I just don't want to get rid of it. I don't know why, but I just don't want to get rid of it. And you keep it. And a month later, you go back to that space and you're like, why did I keep this? Gone, right? It's so, it's, it really happens that way. You'll see. <laughs> um, but if that's what it takes a couple of times to go over it, then that's totally okay. Okay. I like that. I like the suggestion you gave to about looking at something and asking yourself the question, would I buy this again? That's mm -hmm. going to be very helpful for me because there are many things I hold on to because I don't know, they're nostalgic or they, I think they might have a purpose in the future or I can, you know, there's a lot of different reasons I hold on to something. But if I were to ask myself the question, is it valuable enough that I would pay for it again? Mm -hmm. That kind of shifts things in my mind. 
So I appreciate that. That's, that's going to be a helpful one. My husband will definitely appreciate that. <laughs> and a lot of people, um, what, one thing that is really helpful for people is we keep a lot of clutter around that we paid a lot of money for. And that's our reason. Well, I spent a lot of money on this dress, so I'm not going to get rid of it, even though I haven't worn it in 10 years. Come on. Okay. Right. It's, it's that we spent a lot of money on it, so we don't want to get rid of it, but sell it, you know, get rid if sell it. If you have to do whatever you have to, if you haven't used it, if you don't love it, then it's still a piece of clutter, whether you spent $200 on it or $1 on it, it's still a piece of clutter and it has the same energy. And another really great tip here as you're decluttering is that organization is not the same thing as getting rid of clutter. A lot of people get these confused, these two things. While the two are very collaborative, we sabotage our efforts if we do them both at once because organized clutter is still clutter. Okay, we'll just let that one soak in for a second. <laughs> organized clutter is still clutter. Okay, let's talk for a second about an unpaid bill. You get a bill. You're, oh, I got this bill. I got to pay. Yeah, I'll pay it at the end of the month. I'm just going to put it on my counter. And it sits on your counter all month. And every time you look at it, you're like, oh, I got to pay it. I got to come up with the money for that. Or yeah, I'll find it later. And you're, you've got a negative energy. If you take that bill and you organize it and you actually put it in a drawer, okay, or like an organizer and it's still unpaid, it still has the same energy in or out of the drawer. Right. It doesn't matter that you see it. You're thinking as soon as you look at the drawer, you're like, my bill's in there and I still need to pay for it. I'm like, oh, I got it. It's the same thing. Okay. So my suggestion for you is go clutter, declutter your space and then organize after. Get rid of the things. And I have some great tips about bills, how you can do it. I have lots of great tips. Um, we could go on here forever with all these tips I have for you. But um, yeah, it's get rid of the clutter and then organize second. Okay. Don't try to take the clutter and move it to a different location and think the energy's changed. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> you know all the tricks, obviously. I have. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so clutter is noise again, and it's the stuff that's holding us hostage. So we want to make sure that we, you know, get rid of it. It is fiercely taking over our lives if it's sitting in our space. So my next topic is, how do you start? This is the question I get most often is, I don't know where to begin. Where do I start? How do I do this? Number one, start small. Start with one small drawer. Maybe it's your kitchen junk drawer. Maybe it's your under the sink in your bathroom. Maybe your nightstand drawer. Just start small with one thing and finish it. Don't go halfway through and leave it because you won't go back to it. Start to finish, done. Then go on to the next thing. Um, and then number two is edit one space at a time. So don't be half, half in the middle of your, um, nightstand drawer in your bedroom and then go do the kitchen junk drawer because you're never going to go back to your nightstand drawer. You're just going to jump all over and then it's going to feel hard and you're not good. You're going to be like, nope, too hard, not doing it at all. Your mind is going to be very close to it. So start, finish, enjoy the results, look at it, feel it, even leave it for a few days and then go edit another space. Okay, because you'll start to see some different energy just from that one small space that you that you did. You're going to start to feel it. Once you feel it, once you see it, then you'll be like, oh, okay, I'm going to the next. You're going to be more motivated to go to the next. Yeah, that makes really good sense. That's, that's yeah, because you do, you feel that excitement, you feel that momentum catch, and you just, you want to jump into the next project. Exactly. Or, you know, if you have a family, your family comes home like, mom, you did the pantry. This looks amazing. 
now they're feeling the energy too. Oh, I'm yeah. my can of corn perfectly. It's right here, right? Like <laughs> now they're feeling that too. And now you're affecting their environment also, right? right. They're feeling the energy from the, the change that you just made. It's really cool to see that when your family starts to really um, want to do this and want to help you do this because they feel those changes. And number three is to show up and do the work consistently. So don't let it get out of hand again. Like let it, um, don't leave it for so long where it's another big job in a year from now. Do it consistently. Give yourself some time once a month to just go and do a quick declutter. You know, just walk around your home, pull open the drawers, have a look and see what needs purging, what needs to be moved, what needs to be gotten rid of, what's broken, what needs to be fixed and do it consistently so that it's not, again, turning into a big job. And um, one of the things to help me with doing that consistently that I follow that would probably help you and your readers or you and your listeners is number one, if you take it out, put it back. Okay. This is, this is the house rules. If you take it out, put it back. If you open it, close it. If you put it on the floor, pick it up. And if you take it off, hang it up. This sounds like something that my teenage children <laughs> need to hear. Yeah. I like this a lot, but it applies to all, all phases of life. All joking yes. aside, it makes perfect sense. Don't let it accumulate. Don't let these little things get away from you. And once you do that declutter, you're going to be more inclined to keep it up, right? This is, and this is how to keep it up. Just, you know, instead of letting the laundry every, you know, pile up for the week, go midweek and put a load of laundry in so that you're not by, you know, Sunday, you're like, oh, I spent Sunday doing my, all my laundry. Well, that's a negative, that clutter has now brought that negative energy to you and it's affecting you. It's affecting your mood. It's affecting your, your day. It's affecting everything. So you know, middle of the week, go put on load laundry so that you can get rid of the stuff on the floor or the stuff in the basket or the stuff in the closet. So uh, it's just really, when you really start to become intentional about what you have around you, you really start to allow that energy to flow to you. And in, in turn, once you clear your clutter, I'm telling you, you will attract every single thing in your life. That energy will just be flowing to you. And that is such a beautiful thing. What an attractive thought for sure. And, you know, Amy, we spend a lot of time on this show in different ways talking about like, just, just creating our best life, like allowing peace to be part of our everyday and, you know, just really enjoying things to the fullest. And I find that the more I learn from you about Feng Shui, it just seems like such an obvious ticket to success. It just seems like you spend time in your, your home environment more than you do anywhere else for most people, generally speaking. And how can that, like everything we've learned from you today, how would shifting a few things in your home and creating a different energy flow, how will that ultimately change your existence? What kind of a person will you become if you feel light and airy and open and creative and abundant. I love that you use that word. Like you are receipt, you're in this position to be able to receive abundance because you've removed something that seems so simple. Clutter is part of 
all of us at some point or another, but the moment you decide that it has no place with you anymore, whether it's digitally, I love that you mentioned that, or physically in your home, freeing up all of that space for you to receive everything that's meant to be yours. It's so good. What a practice. Why are we not all doing this? I know it's, it's, that's my love for it. That's why I love it. It's such a small little thing, but once we are open to it and once we see it and we're made aware of it, like in our conversation today, Mm -hmm. now your listeners are going to be, Oh, okay. Now you're going to be more aware of what they're saying when they walk in their home and okay, well, let me look around and see what's going on in my space then this is happening in my life. Let me look at my space and how can I clear that to then change what I'm saying when I walk in, you know, it's just, they, they, they're, they're a pair, they're a match. So, yeah, it's so beautiful. And I'm, I'm excited. So people, we're going to talk in a moment and it's going to be, you guys, this will all be in the show notes too, so that you can follow along with Amy and really get crystal clear on how you want to approach this in your life. But you've got beautiful plans for the future. You're considering offering your, it's a six week program, correct? That you offer to fully explore feng shui. Do you want to talk about that for a minute? Yeah, it's, um, I do it a few times a year and it's six weeks. And what we do is we learn all about number one, we, you, we learn about your home. So you learn about your home, how to apply that Bagwam map. So how to know where the kitchen area is in your home. What is that? Your kitchen where is that on the Bagua map? Is that in your wealth and prosperity area? Is your kitchen in your love area? Is your kitchen in your creativity area? So that you learn all about that. You learn about your home and each room in your house. And we learn about the five elements um, and how to bring them in to create that beautiful um, balance. Like, you know how we feel so good out in nature? Mm-hmm. Like we go out in nature, we feel good. It's the only place that has all five elements. And that's why it feels good. It's the energy of those five elements. It feels so good. And so we learn how to bring, you learn what are the elements and we learn um, what are some things that are those elements and how to bring them into your home. So when you come in your home, now I come into my living room, like, oh, I feel just as good in my living room as I do outside in nature, because I've brought in all the elements in the proper locations. And that's, that's a really big one. The elements are a very, very big topic and a lot of um, great conversation around that. We learn about space clearing. So if you've had like, some negative, you've had a fight or you've had some negative energy or somebody came into your home for a visit and they just were talking negative and they're angry and whatever, and you want to clear the space, we do. We learn how you can do your own space clearing in your home after somebody's cool. left or if you've had a negative um you know, life event happen, you can clear the space. Uh, We learn, oh, we learn so much. We learn a little bit about um, how to organize your things so that it can bring about this good, you know, if you're looking for more business, so you have your own business, you're looking for more clients, what can you do in your space to bring more clients in for you. So, because again, it's that home and then that metaphor for your life. So we do all of that. So it's really quite an incredible six week journey. And uh, the last few courses that I've had, I've had some great feedback of complete transformations in people's lives. It's absolutely amazing. I don't doubt it. And it, to me, in hearing you speak about what the agenda over the six weeks looks like, to me, it sounds like something that is equally 
attractive to an individual as it is for someone who has like works in a team. So if you're someone who has a team of people, maybe in an office space, or you work collaboratively in some way, this would be the type of program to invest every member of your team into so that they can experience energetic shifts for themselves, of course, but then collaboratively, you're you're just amplifying the effects for your overall business. So absolutely. I feel like, yeah, we're, we're going to make sure that access to that, or at least the information to your upcoming course, Amy, is available through the show notes. Where else do you typically like to hang out there? Like, where can people follow along with your journey? I'm on Instagram at uh, at Amy Renning Coaching. I'm also on Facebook under Amy Renning, and I have a private Facebook group that you can uh, join in from there. That I provide some great master classes, some free master classes, and just some great information in there. And yeah, my Instagram is pretty much the, the place that I hang out that I like to share. Yeah, share all this great stuff that I'm learning. <laughs> it's fun. Instagram's a fun place. It so is. You okay? I want to ask you one last question, but I want to remind everyone about the, I mean, we covered a lot of information. Amy shared a ton with us today. So you may feel like you've just been downloaded with so much, not really sure where to begin. Keep in mind, this really breaks down to two extremely effective modalities that are worth pursuing. So connect with Amy, both on Instagram and her website get connected to that upcoming program. You're looking for more information on human design and feng shui, the inner energetics and the outer energetics. These two things have created such a shift for her. And this is why she brings this to all of us because she's aware, she knows, she's witnessed, continues to witness the huge impact in a positive way that it has on anyone who spends any time introducing this into their lives. Amy, last thing I want to know, well, I want to know lots, but for today's purposes, tell me if you have people that you would consider your guides or your mentors. It's one of my favorite questions to ask because it shows me where your inspiration comes from. Do you have people like that in your life? Absolutely, I do. I I love learning and I'm constantly learning and growing and just so open to it. And I have an amazing life coach, Jen uh, Spiegel, who is fantastic. She has helped me really transform my, my business, my coaching business. And she is my life coach. And I also have um, my feng shui uh, teacher, I guess you would call her is Amanda Gib- Gibby Peters. And she's on Instagram also. And she's fantastic. I just absolutely love her. I love the way she teaches and I, and her energy and everything about her. Also, she's been detrimental to um, my success in Feng Shui. And I'm going to be doing another uh, certification program with her. So I'm learning more. (laughs) And yeah, so just really, and, and just, there's so much available on the internet and on Instagram, so many knowledgeable people that I'm always, you know, looking and learning and reading. I I have so many books that I read all the time. And yeah, so there's been a lot of people that have been helpful. All of you guys in the master class that we did last year, I learned so much from you guys. So I, I, I love what you said in the beginning, if you could be a part of a group like that, it is, it's transformational. I mean, it, 
is one of the best things that I've ever done. So fantastic. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And you, you just pull so much information and inspiration from groups of people. Like I am certain that I would still be completely unaware of feng shui had I not had the opportunity to be introduced to you and to not only that, but to feel your passion about it. So what is it about feng shui that lights you up? And then that's where these, these groups that you can become part of, that's where everyone gets to showcase their, their love for whatever it is that they spend their time educating on. It's just, it's very valuable. I strongly suggest wherever you're at in life, get connected to people who can connect you to new, fresh ideas. Sure. But who also believe in this evolution of, of individuality, you know, like really continuously exploring new things. And like you said, Oh, I have a ton of books too. And I'm going to pick them up off the floor after this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. (laughs) But constantly in this state of learning, always wanting to know more, always reading about something. So today has been a complete delight for me. I continuously learn from you and I love the energy that you have around the things that you speak to. It's so genuine. It's so authentic because you walk the talk. You're not, you don't speak on a concept. You deliver on what you've experienced. It's so, it's just so good. So I want to thank you so much for making the show part of your day today. It's been a joy to chat with you and to continuously learn from you. Oh, Let's stay you. in touch. Yeah, You've thank been, uh, you so much. It was so lovely to be here and I adore you and everything that you're doing too. So you are very inspiring to me. So, you know, thank you very much for allowing me to be part of your podcast. Absolutely. My pleasure. So guys, check out the show notes. Make sure you get in touch with Amy. Thanks so much as always for hanging out with us on the show until we connect and meet again, health and happiness to you all. Mm-hmm.